We are live with episode 17 of Living the Guide Life here with Chance Pratt. And today we have Main Beam Addiction, which is Diego and his dad, Elmer, where they actually started a brand to help younger youth and to, you know, promote hunting to younger people. And Elmer's dad has done quite a bit of guiding down in New Mexico. And they just talk about a bunch of big game animals that they go and chase. And Diego digs into his uh, bear hunt that he's going to go into. And they just talk about how it's been uh, such a great ride for them to start this up. And, uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy. We are here with Living the Guide Life on episode 17, and we have Diego Otero and Elmer Otero on with us today. And Diego started up Main Beam Addiction down in New Mexico to, you know, inspire more youth hunters in the outdoors. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today on today's episode and what really got him into doing that and how his family's helped him out. And yeah, how are we doing today, gentlemen? Good. Good. How are you? Good. How's the weather down in New Mexico? Fun. Hot. Yeah. What does it get to like right now? Probably 100. Yeah, we're upper 90s right now. Oh my God. I don't know how you guys do that. A little bit of humidity. Usually we don't. We do. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I think it was like 84 yesterday. And it was hot, hot for us. Like that. I do not like that weather. Right. Well, anything after 90, I think it's, whether it's 90, (laughs) but same. Yeah. Oh, I hear you. So, um, Diego, I'd love to hear a little background on what got you into the sport and kind of what made you start up the main being addiction um well what got me started um with hunting is i was in first grade and um my dad was taking my sister to hunter safety and i was all mad because he wouldn't take me with them to do the hunter safety test but it's because i didn't know how to read yet (laughs) so uh, when summer came i learned how to read and my dad took me, and I ended up passing hunter safety. Awesome. So then, um, that my dad uh, drew a archery bull elk tag, and me, him, and my grandpa went, and um, I've seen all kinds of elk, all kinds of deer, and uh, one morning my dad went out real early to um, try to find one and me and my grandpa were still sleeping and when we woke up, um, he was gone. So um, me and my grandpa were like, okay, well let's make some breakfast. So um, he started a fire and me and him had s'mores for breakfast. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. (laughs) And so that hunt is what kind of started me off for hunting and um, showed me kind of what it was and that's what made me really like hunting that's awesome that's awesome yeah so and then the main beam addiction what kind of got you going there well i had seen like all the 
big people like Hush, and uh, there's someone down here. Um, um, frontier outfitting, and I watched them as I grew up, um, and they really inspired me to start Main Beam Addiction. So one day I came home from school, and I was in third grade, and um, I had a drawing of a mule deer that's in my uncle's house. Okay. And um, um, so the name I came up with was Main Beam Addiction. So um, I got on a couple of hats and shirts for me and like our family started wearing it and then for like that Christmas we got everyone in our family a shirt or a hat with main beam addiction on it That's and then awesome. people seeing all that so um we started getting more and more stock in and then about that time we started the trademarking and of December 1st last year we got the trademark through so now it's under uh, my name main beam addiction Awesome. Yeah. So, um, and then on like January 2nd, my mom helped me launch a website. So now you can go on mainbeamaddiction.com and order a hoodie. We got stickers. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I was looking at all your uh, apparel and it looks awesome. Thank you. Yeah, you got some great designs on there, brother. Thank you. Yeah, so when you, so what kind of hunts have you done so far that you thought were pretty cool? Um, well, uh, just lately, a few weeks ago, we went on my cousin's um, antelope hunt. He, he is nine years old, and we went out that morning, and uh, no, we went out the day before the hunt started, and me and my dad and him went out. And we were looking for a pretty good size to go. Yeah. And find nothing. We found a few, but they were too small. So then we woke up the next morning and we seen all kinds of antelope, but none of them were big enough to shoot. Yeah. And finally spotted one that was uh, big enough to shoot. And my cousin had harvested an antelope. It was pretty awesome to get to watch him kill his first animal. Yeah, that's great to hear. Now, how do you guys hunt antelope down there? Um, uh, we pro- we spot them and then we'll stalk them. Okay. That's it. Yeah, I, I didn't know if you guys hunted over water holes or anything like that. Um, because I know some it, people do that. But that spot and stock is awesome. Yeah, it's, it's very intense. I can imagine. My buddy was just out in, or he's out in Montana right now and just shot his first antelope at like 74 yards with a bow. Awesome. That's a heck of a shot. Yeah, it'd be, it's a lot of, a lot of time at the range, I would have to say. Now, do you, do you bow hunt? Um, uh, right now we're just getting me to pull back enough weight to shoot something, but, yep. um, I think... Uh, we ha- I have to be able to pull back 40 pounds, my dad told me. So right now I'm at like 38. So got to keep shooting and get stronger. Hopefully wrestling season will happen this year and I can get stronger to pull back my bow. Yeah, exactly. Now, is school going to happen for you guys down there? Yes, sir. I will start tomorrow, actually. Are you excited? Um, 
kind of. At least it'll be virtual, so I'll still get to do some hunting stuff. Yeah, exactly. Now what's... Yeah, he's lucky. He gets to go to school for a week, and then we head out to Wisconsin, so... Oh, he's... sweet. <laughs> he's a little... <laughs> His, his, teacher, his teacher's questioned him. She's we've been for you know with, with the small town and stuff like that. Everybody kind of knows everybody, so yeah. He, she she knew she knows that he's he's heading up to. He's got a couple bear adventures this this year coming up. So that's where that's where he's headed. That's where we're headed. Oh yeah, I hear it. That would be uh that'd be the way to do it. I wish I was chasing bears when I was eleven years old. That'd be, that'd be something else. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, and to experience it at such a young age, too. Yeah, I've got to do it for three years, and it's probably my favorite part of the summer. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, it'd be deadly. Now, are you guys... So what all do you guys hunt down in New Mexico? Um, We have a whole lot of stuff. We have deer... Elk, um, we have bobcats, mountain lions, uh, javelina, orcs, um, ibex. We have, uh, are they Rocky Mountain sheep or desert sheep? Both. We have both. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, both antelope. desert. Yeah, we have a whole lot of animals. We're very fortunate. Yeah, it's a lot of big game. That'd be really fun to go chase. Yes, sir. Now, ibex, are they native down there? No, ibex are not. Okay. They're on one mountain range down south near the Mexico border. Okay, okay. Yes, sir. Have you guys had the chance to go chase those? I have uh, twice, and that is uh, it's quite the experience. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of, of snakes. <laughs> and <laughs> I don't care. You know, you pretty much see them out there. Yeah. Um, but it's 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 the Florida Mountains is what it, that mountain range is, and okay, it's it's just scaly rock. It's 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 a great hunt. It's a fun hunt. Um, I have never drawn a tag for it, uh, but just, you know, it's a lot of glassing. There's yeah. Lots that you can glass up the mountain and, and send guys up into and. Uh, but it's just some scaly rock, and you wouldn't, you wouldn't think in the southern part of the state that they'd get some storms, but you get socked in in there, and it's you really don't know which direction which direction you're heading up there. You know, it's uh, yeah, it they've got some actual teams that there's you contact some guys that will rappel down and retrieve your animal. You know, so you got to be real careful on where you where you harvest one up there. Oh wow! You may just you may not get them out. Yeah. That sounds so, pretty intense. Yeah. Now, are you? How hard is it to draw a tag for an ibex? It is tough. They have. I. I, I believe they changed up some some regs this year, but eighty four percent usually go to uh, you know to residents. Yeah. And then ten percent of ten percent goes to people that are putting in with an outfitter. Okay best for non-residents that just just put in on their own so yeah but it i have uh, eight um so that's why i've been guiding for so long as i still get to go you know hunt the archery and the and the muzzleloader and the rifle hunt but dave has yeah. been pretty he's 
he's uh, why don't you tell him? I mean, just tell him what you've been able to harvest tag wise. Um, my first year I was able to harvest a ghoul's turkey. Oh wow! Um, in the of New Mexico, and then I harvested a antelope and a mule deer that year. That's awesome. Oh, and a cow elk that year. Nice. And then the next year, I harvested just a mule deer. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, is it a buck mule deer or a doe mule deer? It was... There's only uh, certain parts of the state where you're allowed to harvest a doe. Oh, okay. So it's all buck, huh? Yes, sir. Okay. Perfect. That's awesome, dude. I... I can't wait to go try to hunt mule deer in uh, Wyoming. I get my tag in like two years, and that'll that'll be something way different than what we do in Minnesota for like whitetails and stuff like that. Yeah, it's it's quite different. You'll you'll like it down there. Yeah, I'm excited that because whitetails, you're just sitting in a stand all day, and out west you can go spot and stock and all that kind of fun stuff. Yeah, it is quite different. I uh. We, uh, it's been, gosh, it's been probably 2010-ish or so. I got to kill, got to go to Mississippi and kill a whitetail. Okay. One of the guys that came down and hunted elk with us, we killed him pretty cool, and he flew me down there to uh, Mississippi. And I'll tell you what, it's pretty, it's, you know, I, I don't want to say it was just a different type of hunting. You watch some of the hunting videos on whitetails and stuff, and you see them in a tree, elevated tree stand or, yeah, you know, and, it was awesome. It was, shoot, they had couches in there and sliding windows and called the <laughs> set up. and Yeah. But it's a whole different, you know, they, they plant, he plants his trees the way we plant corn down here. So huh. you can actually plant those trees and you can see how they're plant. you know, so you get why you can only hunt a food plot or, you yeah. know, a little clear cut, if you'd like to call it. But it was definitely a different type of hunting. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. And hunting out of like we do... When I rifle hunt, we have a couple box blinds that are nice to sit in. But then also, it's kind of fun just going out in, like, the tree stands and going hunting over, like, deep valleys and stuff like that. I don't know. It's a little different. A little colder, but it's fun. Yeah, I could see where... What do you, What's the average? What do you guys... One of the guys that guides with us, they do quite a bit in uh, Minnesota and Iowa, I want to say. Okay. Um and shoot some some of them places they're 25 feet up in the air oh yeah we have uh at at my house um we me and my grandpa built a stand in an oak tree and it's like 30 feet in the air yeah it's up there yeah it's (laughs) way you guys you guys in minnesota what was that what was that I said, you guys get real winters in Minnesota. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think we, well, we do a lot of waterfowl hunting up here, like, real late. And, I mean, we hunted last year. It was, like, negative 15. And then, well, the wind chill is probably, like, negative 25. Yeah, that's cold. (laughs) Yeah. You got to make sure your layering system is correct. (laughs) I bet, yeah. Like Pigo this year in that last deer hunt, he was in probably it was it was a little over. I mean, it wasn't it, it was freezing. It was probably fifteen twenty degrees. Yeah, and he uh, he toughed it out. But 
yeah, it's definitely. It was cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially for you guys, I can imagine you're not used to getting that cold. Like, I don't know if you guys, I don't know how cold it gets down there. But yeah, we're we're never really below freezing. I, I mean, below zero. Yeah. You know, we're freezing quite a bit, but yeah, it, we do get we get some snow. But it's not nothing like, you know, Minnesota, I'm sure. Yeah, we get quite a bit. I think we hunted one day last year where we got, like, a foot of snow just in one morning. And that was pretty wild. It was, like, 50-mile-an-hour winds and just blizzard. You couldn't even see, like, five feet in front of the truck when I was going to the field. I see. See, do you think your windstorm was that bad, Diego? It was blowing snow in our face for that hunt. I don't think it was that bad though. It might not be. It might not have been that bad, but it was pretty bad to me. Yeah, that was probably our worst wind storm we had in the winter. And I mean, usually it does. Usually it maxes out at like 25, but like that was that was intense that day. But yeah, and, and we're kind of central. We're central New Mexico. We do a lot of the stuff in you know in southern New Mexico. Northern New Mexico gets quite a bit. A snowpack, you know, up against the border there, Colorado and yeah, and Utah. Um, but most of our stuff that we do is is in the southern part. So, and you know, they'll we'll get some snowstorms here and there, but within a couple of days, it's usually usually cleared out. It's not we're not talking feet by any means. Yeah, is it pretty windy down in New Mexico? It's it's not real bad. Um, it's not like uh, West Texas to where it seems like it's always blowing. You know. Yeah. Um, it, it, we, we have some windy spells, but it's not nothing that sticks around constantly. We always, for some reason, it seems like we always have, have a pretty good, pretty good wind out of the Southwest. Yeah. Now what's but the, other, oh, sorry about so, that. Other than that. Yeah. It's not too, we don't, we don't got it where it's just one for weeks on end. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Now what's the environment like that you guys hunt? Is it like mountains for like elk and stuff like that, or is it a lot of plains and what's kind of the environment like? Well, it it really depends what animal you're hunting. Because if you're hunting like the ibex, barberry, and like the rams, then they're gonna be in like the more rocky stuff. But then if we're hunting like the mule deer, they're more like the sagebrush and prairie stuff, kind of. Okay. Yeah, we've got such a mixture, you know, that you've got the plains, of course, below the mountain, and and then, you know, a lot of PB and, or pinion juniper. Yeah. Um, and, and most of the stuff we hunt, and, you know, there's some aspens and stuff as you get up a little bit higher, but a lot of it's, uh, I mean, it's somewhat deserty. Yeah. Oh, I hear it. But, yeah, I was looking at some of your guys' pics on your Instagram, and it looks like a pretty, pretty cool terrain. Um, it is. We've got a mixture. We've definitely, if you want to hunt the, you want to hunt the plains for antelope, you can find it. If you want to hunt in the higher country, you can definitely hunt above, you know, hunt above 10,000 feet. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. Our, the highest peak is Wheeler Peak that's up north. I believe it's a little over 13,000 feet. So <laughs> that's... Most, of the stuff, most of the stuff we hunt is right around 8,000. Okay. Yeah, that's high. That's that's a lot higher than Minnesota. We were in uh, we were in, when we were in Montana. You could just feel the elevation 
like, because we're only at like a thousand feet in Minnesota, and that's like, right. you're not going to get, I mean, you might get to 2,000 in some spots, but very rarely, and so that right. elevation change to Montana was like, oh, wow, you can definitely, you can definitely feel it. The air is definitely thinner, huh? Yeah, exactly, and it gets a lot colder, like, during the night and stuff because we camped in the mountains sometimes and then it was like yeah it's a lot different it is but it's, it's neat like just a, a lot of different whichever you want to hunt or whatever you know there's we're pretty fortunate to have the mountains all around us and I mean we're not we're we're we don't really got a big major city we're still in the valley of farming community okay um, but I mean, we've got mountains within 30 minutes of us, and and big lakes. To I say big lakes, we don't got big lakes like Minnesota does, of course. Yeah. Um, but we, Diego and my dad, they spend during the summer. They spend at least three days a week at the lake. Oh and, wow. Uh, I mean, it, so it's close to home. You know, they can. Yeah. They can drive, us and sleep, and then head back the next day or whatever. Yeah. We're have a lot of different species and everything's pretty close to us so yeah that's awesome now has diego been on one of like your guided hunts that you've taken people out on ever no he hasn't it's you know it was probably a season now when he was about six or seven it was hard for him to understand why i was going hunting and wasn't taking him yeah oh he uh i mean now the last couple of years he's kind of understood what the whole whole deal is but i know i have not I have not taken him into any of the camps or anything like that. Just he's been to camp. He's, he's been to camp. Like we just got back last weekend. We went and checked cameras. Yeah. The start September first down here for, for elk. Okay. Um, they've got hunters coming in on the ninth. So we just went out and checked cameras. He'll do a lot of that stuff with me. He'll go set cameras and we'll go up. Uh, the bear hunt is on right now in New Mexico. It'll oh. stop on yet or tuesday the first it and it stops for rifle hunters it's just strictly archery okay so that goes till the end of bow season which i believe is the 24th and we'll go back up and check cameras again and i'm not getting to guide the the archery hunts because we'll he's got that wisconsin bear tag so yeah and then the muzzleloader hunts the first of you know second week of october okay uh and we'll be in Virginia for his second bear tag. So, oh wow! I'll guide the, the last two rifle hunts of, of this year, but yeah, it'll still be. And he'll go up. He'll go up with me intermittently. The the rifle hunts are usually Saturday to Wednesday. So, or you know, gun loading rifle. Yeah. And I'll come back and we'll I'll run them. It's about two and a half hours, three hours from the house to camp. So I run. I'll run him up there, and he'll hang out with me for a day, and then I'll run him back into town. And nice. But yeah, he. I just did. I don't know. He's. He really wants to be out there, but we'll. Uh, I think here in a couple of years he'll. He'll he'll be, primed and ready to go with us. So. And hopefully I'll get to be guiding them, and you watch me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. That's it. He's got. Why don't you tell him about G? Yeah. Um. Well, we have a buddy um, named GT, and um, like I talked about before, Frontier Outfitting, and he's known for killing the monster rams in New Mexico. He 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 kills 
big old rams. That's awesome. He's, yeah, he's he's been a he's been a friend for us, and that's Diego's buddy. He really looks up to him. He's he's a well-known outfitter down here, and he he does pretty good on on the sheep, on the elk and deer, and everything else. But he's he's really known for his sheep hunting. So yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Now, have you ever hunted sheep in New Mexico? I have, no, I have not. It's one of them. It's another one of them coveted tags that you put in for every year and. You just it's it's luck of the draw yeah so i have not um my brother-in-law uh um my uncle ty um the one that takes me to wisconsin every year um he last year he was able to harvest a ram with gt okay yeah so he he drew a tag and we've got another buddy that's drunk a desert sheep tag i killed a, a rocky up north and then uh friend of ours Mike Gion killed a desert desert sheep here a couple of years ago so that's awesome they do, people do draw those tags it's just <laughs> they're, they're hard to draw we don't have New Mexico doesn't have a point system so it's strictly you know your odds are as good as anybody else okay yeah yeah I was reading Montana has the same deal but in Wyoming they have the preference points that I've been putting in and they were talking about because my buddy hunts up in Montana for elk and all that kind of stuff and he was talking about, yeah, there's no preference points or anything like that. It's just how you draw, you draw, I guess. Right. Just everybody puts your name in a hat and hope you get lucky. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, is it easier, is it better chances if you're a resident? Well, somewhat, because, you know, 84% of them tags are going to residents. Yeah. But your odds are actually better if you're applying with an outfitter because you get 10% of that. Oh, okay. Uh, if, if you're a non-resident just putting in just as a non six percent of those tags allocated go to up to six percent is what they say go to uh you know non-residents that are not applying with an outfitter okay yeah fair so. enough fair enough yeah i was looking at your uh buddy gt's instagram he's got some sweet rams yeah he's 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 got some he, he does well yeah, yeah that would be that would be intense to go hunt yeah. one of those things they're neat and you know they're they're up some of the peaks we're talking about they're they're a ways up there i know i and they you know they they were they were snowshoeing and all that good stuff to get up snow to where, yeah to get up to where those rams are so really yep oh wow yeah. uh, that's awesome yeah those the rams are huge oh, he didn't know if he would do it again, but I guarantee you, if you drew another tag, he would. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, they were talking because uh, my buddy um, in Montana, like I was talking about, they have a bunch of rams on their property, and they're talking like once you draw your ram tag, you're out scouting or have someone scouting all the way until the season starts. Because it's like so rare to go shoot one of those. Right. Yeah. It's a. It's an all. It's. It's an all-year deal once you find out that you did draw a tag. Yeah. Now, is it like, do you guys have, have you ever seen like helicopters scouting for rams or like anything like that down in New Mexico? I don't, I mean, I think there is some, um, I know that they do fly. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I, you know, they do a bunch of sheep studies. That's mainly how they do their sheep studies and stuff. Okay. They do a lot out of it through air yeah um but as far as 
not a, not a whole lot no yeah because he was talking they have like people rent out helicopters and just go scout sheep that way if it like if they get the tag right which is a little different that'd be pretty uh pretty intense <laughs> yeah but okay. that'd be a lot of fun um, I definitely see a lot of game i'm sure oh yeah, yeah i can imagine if you're whipping around in a helicopter all day right like that'd be really cool cool way to like figure out how to do everything but like yeah for you guys so what's what's it like guiding for elk down in new mexico as far as like um, the so do you guys have like big groups of people that like go with the hunter like how do you do that is it just you and whoever your client is usually usually it's two on one um sometimes it is one-on-one meaning two hunt guide yeah Um, but most of the time it's two on one okay yeah okay make if you know if they most of the time i'd say probably 75 percent of the time the guys that come down they usually know each other or they you know yeah they're they're other or something and um most of the time like the forest tags it's it's most of the time that's one-on-one okay if we're if we're on the ranch then it's you know two on one most of the time those guys book uh you know the year before two three years before and they know each other so they just kind of figure out who's shooting first and we go from there okay fair enough yeah and it's neat we get quite a few people from back east i guess that uh is i don't even know what it's is it it's in pennsylvania uh at the shot show they call it the shot show or something there in pennsylvania the big outdoor show they have yep yep there's quite a few guys that you know that book down there and stuff so okay that's pretty neat then a lot of a lot of people from back east we have a few from the west you know from west i say california oregon yeah Uh, most of it yes back east most of the hunters yeah we've got this year the guy that i will have for the rifle hunt he's been he's been coming down with us now for probably shoot eight years nine years oh wow and he's at so that's uh that's sweet yeah it's it's a lot of fun i i enjoy it i i think that's why diego he sees all the preparation that goes into it and you know he he has an interest in it just because we it's something we do together as far as prep you know preparation for everything and yeah set up and cameras set up and I, you know, I like I say, I haven't killed an elk since 2000. But there's a lot of fun getting somebody else on an elk. It's uh, oh yeah, it doesn't matter if you're pulling the trigger or not. So, yeah, exactly. Just being in there and the experience and everything about it. Yes, sir. Yeah. Now I was looking at your guys's uh, Instagram and the Oryx you guys shot. How was yes, sir. that? Well, that was that was Diego's. Diego, I've I've been putting in. I'm I'm 39, and I've been putting in for since probably I was probably 10, 11, and I put Diego in two years after he gets his safety and he draws an orange tag. So I'll let <laughs> he can talk to you about that one. <laughs> um, so the orcs tag is a once in a lifetime tag, and um, it's on the missile range in. The coral it's 
um, like a city. No, what is it? A city? It is. It's it's an air force base that they out there in. Okay. Um, and it was pretty awesome. They let you in and check your truck and do all the good stuff, and then you drive in, and uh, you everyone get it. and then um, a guy tells you all the rules, and most of they sometimes you don't get to hunt because they could be doing training or something. Okay. And the first day we were lucky enough to hunt, so we went out and it's just an amazing hunt because you drive a little bit and you see an orc. Yeah. So it's just a whole lot of fun. Um, so um, it, it's, so what happened is we, we got up high the first, um, that day that we were there and we glassed an orcs and we went to spawn socket we and um we got pretty good ways and then they just they just took off i think they smelt us or something mm -hmm. so we didn't end up um getting an orc so we headed home and that was um actually the day my mom had just got the website done so i was super excited um, so then that night I could not sleep for nothing. I finally fell asleep, but I was so, <laughs> um, so then we went out okay. and, um, my uncle Ty was with us and then my grandpa and my dad Yeah. and, and we found, uh, two pretty good sized, um, bull orcs. So we, uh, started stalking them and so we went at him and uh whenever we got to a good range for me to shoot um we could see him real good and we got on my dad my dad put me on the sticks and they're like i have to kneel down to shoot on so i got down and i couldn't see him because they were kind of we were in like a, a, a um we were kind of in like a what like were, a ravine like a ravine so okay. when i got down I see him but when i stood up i could so we had to go up that a little bit more and uh then i had a good shot on them and i was able to harvest um my orcs so That's after awesome. we went and we did everything we had to do we got we uh we gutted it and then we put it in back of the truck we had we didn't have to pack it out thankfully yeah. <laughs> um so we put it in the back of the truck and we got checked out with the people and we headed home and went to my uncle Ty's house because he has like a really big freezer. And so we we let it hang for a week and um, we went, all of us went that next weekend, all of my mom's, my mom has two brothers and they're both twins and um, their kids um, came and all of us kind of had, it wasn't like a party, but everybody was pretty much there from my mom's side. And, we cut up the orcs together, and why um, oh, we were cutting up the orcs. Me and my cousin were um, stealing little pieces of my stove because it was pretty cold that day, and no one knew. And me and him were just sneaking meat out and cooking it on, eating it. Yeah. It was pretty good to us, but then they were like, "You guys need seasoning or something," because they. <laughs> but that orcs meat is. It, I like beef a lot, but it's it's my favorite. There's nothing better than orange meat. Really? Yes, sir. That's awesome. <laughs> what a great experience. Yes. Now, yeah, or it's really good meat. Mm -hmm. So, 
I know there's a lot of people that like elk and antelope, but it's oryx is cut its cut second to none. It's it yeah. There's a my wife Diego's mom here doesn't doesn't eat a whole lot of. She's not a big fan of a lot of. The, she'll eat some of it, but you you darn sure don't try and take your oryx meat. She likes that. So. <laughs> That's awesome. That's we awesome. process our own stuff, and you know all of, as far as beef and all the wild game and stuff and. She, yeah. she helped out but when there's an oryx down she's definitely in there making sure that she gets to bring some home so <laughs> the rest of the stuff you don't care really where it goes i think for a week straight we had green chili stew steaks all kinds of stuff oh that sounds amazing it was that sounds super good yeah now i noticed you guys are rocking the kuyu is that kind of your kind of your go-to um layering system down there yeah um i don't think there's uh i've kind of ran through all of it i say i say ran through all of it kind of one of those guru freaks when it comes to gear and stuff like that and yeah as far as uh as far as it holding up for you know from for desert for high mountain for you know august archery hunts or you know mid-november mule deer hunts it's pretty much it's pretty much what what holds up the best i think and as far as layering you can't get nothing better yeah i've i've tried i've pretty much tried them all yeah so that's awesome but, yeah i've yeah. looked i've looked into it it looks like some nice stuff my couple buddies of it have it and they just love it yeah there's some of their some of their stuff is just i mean it's second to none i've you know, like you guys, uh, what in fact, for there from New Hampshire, Bill, his his boy came out a couple of years ago, and he's in, he, I believe he's in one of them pictures there with the bull. Um, same thing like you're saying up there in New Hampshire, you know, they're, they're negative zero. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he, he hadn't really seen the, the Kuyu pattern or anything like that, and I have a, it's the Super Down Ultra Pro is what they call it, and I mean, it packs up into its own pocket, and we're a, uh, on that elk hunt and it was cold and i pulled that out and he was like what is that you know what are you pulling out there and it's light as can be yeah and fitting glass in it's it's there's nothing better i mean the winds don't blow through and it's just a down jacket and it when you receive it you're like wow i can't believe i paid you know i'm fortunate <laughs> they have the you know they have a guy discount and stuff like that so yeah. it's not full i mean it's still it's still it's worth every penny put it that way yeah but uh he called me last year and said, man, I'm so happy that you pulled that stuff out. He goes, that's the only jacket I take out with me. That's mm-hmm. awesome. So, and that's, you know, duck hunting and stuff like you're saying and negative 15 and stuff like that. It's, it darn sure is worth every penny. Uh, yeah, I'm not gear. I wanted to steal it from dad when he had it on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, we, I hear that. Yeah, that stuff is, it's expensive, but it's worth it. It is. And, you know, I mean, there's a bunch of good companies out there. I don't, you know, it's just something that I feel yeah. the comfort is second to none. I mean, I first light's about the same. I just took a, a liking to, to the Cootie stuff for the past, well, since they, yeah, since they, you know, since Jason had breaking up, broken off Sitka and, uh, and started it. I've had it since day one and kind of haven't looked back. Yeah. Oh, I hear you. Yeah, I've heard that it's just unbelievable like just great gear all around because my buddy um he uses a lot 
and he loves it and I was looking into some of it but yeah like for for us up here it's a lot of um, like Sitka a lot of guys were Sitka right and I think it's mainly because we're not really out west I feel like a lot more guys out west wear Kuyu and then guys like in the Midwest, a lot of people wear Sitka just because it's not a lot of big game hunting besides whitetails. Yeah, I've noticed that. I've noticed that, you know, and that's, it's funny you say that because Brian, the one that kind of bought that jacket and stuff, he, I mean, he's fully outfitted with Sitka gear. Yeah. You know, they're from New Hampshire. So, and, and I'll be honest with you, probably 75% of the guys that come down Akis, they all are wearing Sitka. Yeah. So, yeah, that's and, just what and, I've noticed. Yeah, and I've—I mean, I've had a—I've had a—I've had a pair of—I uh, don't remember what it was called. It was not—it was kind of a mid-layer jacket and a pair of pants from them, and they were—you know—it was—it was nice. Yeah, it wasn't. But I, like I say, once once you get into in, into something, it's kind of hard to change something that works year after year. Oh yeah, I hear you on that, and everyone has their own. Um what they like and what's comfortable and then whatever keeps them the warmest that's kind of just the biggest thing absolutely and i've got their packs are second to none as well i mean i've i've ran all of them but an initial ascent pack pretty much and uh that may be in the works i'd like to like to try them out but yeah they're hard to beat i mean whether you're you know a day pack or brain you can swap out every single pack from a day you know from a little you know half day trip or whatever it is all the way to you know a seven day trip 14 day trip so it's you can swap everything out interchange them with the frame and they they hold everything really well yeah that's what i noticed i because i was looking at some of the packs um because i'll need to get one for uh my mule deer and elk hunt and then i was looking at all my buddies said go to kuyu and get their pack Oh, really? Yeah. Everyone says the Kuyu packs are just unbelievable. Yeah, they they are. I uh, I wish they Diego tries to wear mine a bit. It's just a little, you know, they're kind of fit to size. I say fit to size. There's, yeah. He's just a, too small to, for it to work properly on him. But yeah, they're uh, yeah they're they're definitely worth it. Yeah. Yeah, Diego, do you like your Kuyu stuff? Oh, yeah, I really like it. Yeah, I... And the difference. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. Now, they don't have much stuff as, like, as they do for, like, grown-ups, but they still have a pretty good selection of kids' cream. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're... Uh, that's what I've noticed. They started to make a little more kids' stuff. Um, and then women's stuff as well, they started to make a little bit more of. I was just kind yeah. of scrolling around through their website a little bit, but yeah, that's that's awesome. That's definitely something I'd like to make a purchase on, but just haven't got myself around to it yet. But yeah, uh, it's, it's worth it. Yeah, that's what I like to hear because I definitely. Uh, what's your favorite piece that they have? Um, their merino. I mean, they're marine. It, I don't know. It's it's hard to say. Um, they're two ten. 
is definitely a go-to all the time. I mean, like they've got a guide jacket that's pretty comfortable. It's not noisy. It's it's somewhat waterproof. Yeah. Um, but their their merino wool is just it's it keeps you warm. You know, it's you can you can wear the same shirt for three four days and it's not you know you're not choking out your hunter or yourself with the smell of your you know yeah what's going <laughs> it's uh definitely the merino wool is is top notch yeah yeah that's awesome now um back to main beam a little bit because we we talked we got a little bit off uh topic of that because i want to dig into that a little bit more so how many how many hats and stuff do you guys have in different um so I was looking at all your apparel. You guys got quite a few different logos. Uh, yes. So we have um, the first first one we had, um, we the original one, which um, that's the one I came up with. And then we have a um, a good buddy of ours, uh, Jonathan Borg. Um, he he kind of helped us out on the New Mexico uh the New Mexico design. He uh, kind of, um, he, he like, he helped us with that design pretty much. Nice. Yeah. yeah. That's sweet, man. And now it's one of my favorites. It's pretty cool. Yeah, how, uh, how did you choose which camel patterns and stuff like that to go with? Because I like all the colors. You guys got way different, uh, a lot of different colors that I've never seen before on like a hat. Yeah, um, I think we just order a bunch of different stuff and whatever comes out new we get and yeah. <laughs> add the collection. Just rolling with it, I love it. That's cool. That's a whole venture. I didn't expect, you know, to be what kind of what it's kind of grown to. I mean, and it's not ridiculously big, but I mean, he, he feels you know three four orders a week whether it be be a shirt and a hat or you know the for some reason maybe the women just like to shop a little bit more but like the <laughs> it's so hard to keep those in stock and and i you know we my wife runs a we sell new holland tractors okay. um she had we have a dealership and then i i'm a leader driver for ups okay. um but you know, it's main beam is like I said, it's all completely Diego. Never, I've never been into marketing or anything like that. So to get stuff to the screen printer and and to the embroidery and stuff like that, it's it's pretty interesting. It's been quite the adventure. But I mean, Diego's kind of full bore with it. So we've always tried to do everything we could for. I've got a 15 year old daughter, so anything that anything they want to do and they, they want to put their heart into and work hard at it, we try and support them with whatever they want to do. You know. Oh, absolutely. But, if we'll see he's he's got he's got big plans for main beam so we'll we'll kind of kind of keep grinding with it and, and see what happens yeah but yeah it is it's different you know trying to find out like when we when i first ordered some stuff i mean we may have ordered you know 40 hats and all different colors and put the design on it and you know you now after about a year year and a half we kind of can see what you know what people like and what sells more of and what kind of stays on the shelf and stuff so yeah but it's a little easier yeah no yeah to like but uh, it does get to where you when you're getting you know you got to get you got to get everything we we have quite a bit to get stuff but it seems like a lot of the 
like the younger younger kids like the three and four year olds you know like the really small stuff and it's hard to you know then you need some of the 3x stuff and so you you just kind of get and you know if we get an order and we don't got something well then we'll make sure and make it right and you know get the right size that they need and stuff like that as far as if we don't have it but it's it's hard trying to find okay we want this design on this color and this size you know so it's it's a new venture yeah exactly and what are some of the things you've learned about doing this diego that just like new experience for you and all that kind of stuff um it's taught me you gotta work hard and it taught me um kind of how to um um it taught me how to manage money how to it's taught me a lot of good things to make become a better person yeah it it's helped me a lot yeah that's awesome man put some uh, money in your pocket for some kuyu Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I love your. Uh, I love the patches on your guys' hats. Those are sweet. Yes, pretty awesome. Yeah, I like the yeah, we, patch designs. We more, we uh, put one on an American flag that you know the the original name being design. Diego wanted to put the American flag on one, so we've got those those dice for the leather patches should be should be in this week for that and then we did one with the elk shed so there'll awesome. be some other two by three patches that that'll be sewn on some hats and see how that goes just it's funny you got it you got to do something new it seems like you like i say we've never been into any of the retail marketing or anything like that but he comes up with a design and we try and you know try and build it and see what happens oh yeah exactly yeah, so it, that's great. It keeps him on his toes. He's a, uh, he's constantly. I don't. I, he's 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 pretty much the run. Like I've never done social media except for when the game started. My daughter was actually like, you know, you need to. She's kind of into the whole technology and social media and yeah, that and so we. That's how that's how, you know, the the Instagram started. And he quite doesn't have full reigns on Instagram. He, <laughs> He, he pretty much posts and stuff like that but we kind of look over everything and yeah but it's it's a good thing i mean we wouldn't have you know been able to meet up with you if it wasn't for for the instagram and stuff like that and it's a lot of the cells and stuff you know that's that's where it comes from is is from the social media so well, exactly it's a great way it, to meet people too i'll tell you what it is we you know i that's one thing i talked with him about is you know the the people and and the there's people that I still talk to today that, you know, I guided back in 2007, 8, 9, 10, you know, there's still, we still keep in touch and it, that's, that's only because they came and hunted, but now I, you get to meet with, uh, you know, he's got to meet so many people. It's, yeah. it's, it's amazing. Um, he's got a, he got a little buddy, uh, uh Cooper from South Dakota. I've been talking to him a whole lot, and I think maybe next summer he'll get to come down here and hang out with me. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. we're trying to trying to plan a hunt for them. You know, they're in South Dakota, and his his mom and dad hunt quite a bit, and they, you know, it's just it it's all from, from Instagram, and yeah, he's gotten gotten to meet quite a few people, and 
it's it's pretty interesting. Yeah. To say awesome. the least. Yeah. I yeah, I love love social media just because it's such an easy way to hear about new stories and stuff like that. Different lifestyles and all that yeah. kind of stuff. It is and you see a whole lot different, you know, I you know, like you talking duck hunting stuff like that, you get to see all that kind of stuff. We do there's duck hunting is pretty big here. We're we're right off the uh, Rio Grande River. Okay. Um, where we farm and stuff, and you know, there's a ton of people that I've done it a couple of times. I haven't taken, I haven't done it. I, you know, that's big back where you guys are at. Yeah. To, to see that kind of stuff, it's it's pretty neat. Yeah. I like dogs work. That's it's like watching the bear dogs work. It's pretty interesting how them, you guys can get them dogs to jump in that freezing water and <laughs> go get a. Bird. Oh yeah, there. That's my favorite part of hunting is watching the dogs. If you can get like, we had uh, one of my buddies in North Dakota I hunted with last year. He's got an amazing dog, and I mean to watch him run a 300, 400 yard blind retrieve in a field is incredible. Yeah, I mean they're impressive animals, that's for sure. Oh yeah, exactly. And like you it's- said, to get them going the cold. They love it. Yeah, they, they're itching to jump in there, you know. And <laughs> they've got a passion for it just like you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and that's, that's like the bear hunting, the, the hound dogs. I mean, I have not gotten – my brother-in-law's done it for quite a few years, and Diggos went up there to Wisconsin for treaties in the past three summers. He spends two weeks up there with them. And um, just watching the obedience of those dogs, you know, at home, here at home, I could imagine. I've went out with them a couple times here in New Mexico, but just just watching their obedience and the way they work is is pretty impressive. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, That's, we've got a barn full of show animals that the kids have, and you know, from four, showing 4-H and stuff. And my daughter has a couple more years of it. And Diego swears that when she moves out, he's gonna turn all those into hound dog kennels. So <laughs> I, we'll see if we're in the we're in the hound business for too long <laughs> oh yeah that's that's the way to do it that'd be uh, what was that Diego she won't let me put hound dogs in her uh, yet but hopefully when she moves out I can I plan on it yeah get get some hound dogs down there and start running them mm-hmm. yeah that's that- another that my buddy GT does. He he has a whole lot of hound dogs to run cats. Yeah, that'd be that'd be intense to go chase cats. Yes. Have you it's guys ever of, done that before? I have. I have. Um, Diego's only done the bear stuff, uh, and livestock involved, and it's just a whole other element, you know. When you go to livestock. Yeah. We got a lot of. Like on the dog down here, they're, they're dry ground up because we don't have a whole lot of moisture. But they're uh, they're impressive to watch those dogs pick a track up. That's for sure. Yeah, no kidding. That'd be that'd be something else. Is it like for the cats down there? Do you have to apply for a tag, or is it just you can go hunt them? So mountain tag, it's just over the. You can you can buy that over the counter. You have to offer a mountain lion tag. Okay. And the same thing, same thing for for black bear. Um, you could get one over the counter in certain units of the state. You have to draw. Okay. But 
like a lot of our archery hunters will pick up a bear tag um you know while they're hunting elk you can have a bear tag so yeah it's kind of a kind of a two for one deal yeah that's awesome yeah that'd be yeah that'd be pretty cool to go chase cats with a dog or chase bears with a dog yes yeah it is i mean how many bears did you guys treat this last summer 21 yeah they treat 21 bears in wisconsin in two weeks so wow i'm excited to go up there wisconsin i've never i mean i've never been up there with them and uh it's it's even better because diego has a tag you know he can harvest a bear but yeah it ought to be fun them, yeah. them boys down there know how to bear hunt yeah yeah, no kidding. If you can treat 21 bears, that's a lot of bears. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be sweet. But yeah, before yeah. before uh, we wrap things up here, um, is there anything we you guys wish we would have talked about that we can go over quick? You did you miss anything? Would you like to talk about anything else? Miss anything? No. I think, I think we're good. Yeah, we covered a lot of good stuff. Yeah. yeah. That, that was awesome talking to you guys today about main beam and everything that goes down in New Mexico. Yeah, it was it was it was great. We'll have to get your your address and something to send you just send you a stickers. That'd be awesome. Yeah, we'll definitely cool. have to do that. Well, gentlemen, thank you very much. Yes. I'll talk to you guys soon. That sounds great. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. And that wraps things up today for episode 17 of Living the Guide Life with Main Beam Addiction. What a great combo I had with them today about, you know, how it's really changed them and they've got a new look on life on, you know, helping younger people get into the game and get people out hunting. Also, it's been great to experience, you know, some of the stories Elmer told about chasing big game animals down in New Mexico because that's a different, different, you know, different area than I've experienced and I've heard about. So I hope you guys enjoyed it and I'll see you guys next week. Yeah.